You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and advanced grief recovery specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open and maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode 115. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well and as always I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. So this week I'm going to be talking about sexual harassment and grief. Now I think we can all agree here that hardly a day passes by without us hearing of yet another case of sexual harassment on the news. Now, many of those accused include people in the entertainment business or politics or big powerful business people and even those who are reporting in the media itself. What we need to remember here is that this is an issue that's not limited just to the rich and famous but it's truly one that's encountered on every level of society. Now, while we get bombarded with endless hours of coverage that's been devoted to mentioning those who've been accused, until now, there's been very little said about the emotional pain and grief that's felt by victims. So what is sexual harassment? Well, according to the ever so popular Wikipedia, sexual harassment is a type of harassment involving the use of explicit or implicit sexual overtones, including unwelcome and inappropriate promise of rewards in exchange for sexual favours. Sexual harassment includes a range of actions from verbal transgressions to sexual abuse or assault. And harassment can occur in many social settings such as the workplace, the home, schools or churches, etc. Harassers or victims may be of any sex or gender. And you know, even today, I have to say, I am stunned by the number of people who still feel that the problem of sexual harassment has been blown way out of proportion. But you know, as more and more stories come to light, and some of those stories even date back decades, it's easy for some people to assume that the accusers are making it up. And you know, in the past, sexual harassment has been an extremely underreported event. But as we're hearing, most of the reports that are finally being voiced are incidents of sexual harassment in the workplace. But if you really took the time 
to look and think about a number of other situations in which this type of behaviour might happen. The number of people who have endured this kind of abuse is staggering. And yet what's even more heartbreaking are those people who've been raped and, you know, they've chosen not to report it for fear that, of how they'll be treated or judged by others. And so they remain silent and they carry around that unresolved abuse inside of them forever. And one of the biggest problems are those who intentionally sexually harass others and because we're hearing more and more about this harassment we're finding that it's often those people who were in a position of power and so they believe that they can use that power as a way of taking advantage of someone and sadly most of those people are fully aware of that what they're doing is wrong but because of their so-called power they go ahead and do it anyway. And then there are those people who think that what they're doing or saying isn't at all offensive. I mean, let's face it, our individual perceptions are based on our own learnings and personal experiences. And I'll bet that all of us at one time or another have taken offence to something that someone said or did. And yet when we've questioned that person about it, they seemed absolutely shocked that you'd taken offence to their actions. Because in their mind, you see, that's not what they intended. But And to them, they were just having a bit of fun. But if you're on the receiving end of their so-called fun and you look at it as sexual harassment, then you know what? You will live with any emotional pain related to that event, whether it was intended or not. You know, feelings that are caused by sexual harassment can impact the victim on many emotional levels. Now, Natalie remembers when it happened to her at work. She told me I had to deliver some papers to my boss. And I stepped into the office and he asked me to close the door. And of course, at the time, I thought nothing of it until I walked over and he started to inappropriately touch me. And as I turned to leave, he grabbed my arm and began threatening me. Now, thank goodness the phone rang because as soon as it rang, I turned and swiftly left the room. But you know, from that day forward... I felt like a sense of loss and safety and security because for me, the workplace has always felt like a fun and safe place to be. I've always been part of a team, working together, exchanging ideas, and I love to get the job done. But when that incident took place, going to work no longer felt like a safe place to be. And the grief I felt related to that loss of safety started to become so overwhelming. I felt anxious and afraid because he was my boss and at some point I knew I'd have to interact with him again. It made it difficult for me to 
get my work done. I just couldn't focus or concentrate on the tasks in front of me. But because that person holds enormous power in the work environment, it felt impossible for me to report what had happened and I couldn't stand it any longer. A couple of weeks later, I left and I never said a word until six months down the line when another woman came forward and then I knew I had to speak my truth. And of course, sexual harassment dramatically changes any relationships. If the harasser was a boss, a co-worker or a friend, I believe that once they've crossed that line and stepped into the role of a harasser, that relationship will have changed forever. And as many of us know, that change in any relationship can bring with it many different aspects of grief. And what's really sad is that many victims of sexual harassment often begin to question themselves and wondering if it was something that they might have said or done to cause the person to do this to them. But here's the truth. No matter the situation, the grief that a victim of sexual harassment feels is very real and it's often buried deep inside and never shared with others. More often than not, it's only after someone else comes forward to voice that they've been sexually harassed, then it might feel safe enough for that person to share the story. What's important to understand is that if you fail to deal with your unresolved grief, it will always control you because your grief is always with you. The passage of time does nothing to lessen its emotional impact on, on you. And the biggest problem with grief that's never dealt with is that it will stop you from living a meaningful life and on some level, it will control you. And the Grief Recovery Programme was designed to allow people the opportunity to take the needed and effective action it helps you to say goodbye to the control it has over your daily life so that you can look forward to a future beyond that never-ending emotional pain. No matter the emotional loss you have personally experienced, this evidence-based approach has nothing to do with getting over it and everything to do with helping you to move beyond it. Okay, you lovely people, that was it for this week's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that it was helpful for you. If you'd like to find out more about my services and programs, then please visit my website, givegriefachance.com. There you can drop me an email, you can ask a question, or you can even share your story via voice message and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. And while you're over there, why not check out my free gifts to you? There's a guided meditation to help you sleep, a grief recovery ebook with 61 tips on the experience of grief and how to move through it, plus 
My Fillable Grief Worksheets, which will help you to process your memories, thoughts and emotions. So please feel free to use them. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, like it and share it. And if you feel like it, come and join me on Instagram at Give Grief a Chance Coach. And last but not least, I'd like to invite any women who might be struggling with their grief to come and join us in a safe and nurturing group on Facebook. It's called Life After Loss with Diane Morgan and I would be honoured if you would come and join us and give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week.